started inviting people to become emissaries, and, and emissaries is just our word for our volunteer network, meaning one who is sent, and we're sent on behalf of Jesus our King, and people have just really been attracted to this idea of being connected as a volunteer. Go. Welcome to Faith and Culture, a production of the Augustan Institute. Every week, we explore the glory of the Catholic faith and the beauty of Catholic culture. And now, here's the host of Faith and Culture, Joseph Pierce. Hello, I'm Joseph Pierce, and welcome to another Faith and Culture podcast of the Augustan Institute. Uh, and my guest today is uh, Julie Musselman, who is Director of Emissaries and Parish Support for the Augustine Institute. She's a first-time guest on the Faith and Culture podcast, and I'm sure it won't be the last time. Julie, welcome. It's great to be here with you, Joseph. Well, I mean, the Augustine Institute does all sorts of things. One of the exciting things about working for the Augustine Institute is that it does all sorts of outreach. Obviously, uh, I, I help with the book publishing and uh, and obviously it's Faith and Culture website and the podcasts, but uh, so many other things going on, form.org, etc. So could you tell us something about what it is that you do uh, as director of parish emissaries and, and parish support? Sure. So... It's interesting. This has kind of evolved over the last several years. We started um, inviting people to become emissaries, and, and emissaries is just our word for our volunteer network, meaning one who is sent. And um, we're sent on behalf of Jesus our King. And people have just really been attracted to this idea of being connected as a volunteer and yet serving in their own parish. So we currently have about 1,300 of these amazing oh, souls. Oh, wow. And I try to keep them inspired and trained and, and help them do what they're feeling called to at their parish. So, okay, so they're obviously doing things locally that, that's applicable and appropriate for their own individual uh, parish. But what coheres them all together? I mean, what is your role? What is their interface with the Augustine Institute, for instance, and the new evangelization? So they're trying to do the new evangelization at their parish, and, and different parishes have different levels and ideas and things they're doing, but the goal of being connected through the Augustine Institute is, there's a couple different aspects. One, we want to equip them with some of the best tools out there. As you mentioned, we were one of the collaborators with form.org, with uh, the kiosk. Many parishes have a kiosk with right. CDs and books, with sacramental prep, all of these different tools that the Augustine Institute has been creating. Uh, we wanna put those in the hands of our emissaries to help them. Secondly, we wanna teach them how to use them and inspire them in different ways to be active in their parish and to really uh, begin bringing in their own friends and and other parishioners to do that as well. And so the role with my role is to just really keep all of these people connected as they desire to be and, and help them uncover what they really feel passionate about and want to do at their parish. Yeah, I was astonished, actually. I had no idea about the number of emissaries that we have with the Augustine Institute. What was the number again? We're over 1,300 1,300 now. plus. Um, how does one 
achieve that? I mean, how does one start from presumably nothing, from scratch, so to speak, and and end up with over 1,300 emissaries around the country? Well, first of all, our Lord is just, you know, we've we've consecrated this under Our Lady's mantle, and our Lord and the Holy Spirit are just sending us people all the time. we, on the lighthouse side of the apostolate, right. had a lot of independent contractors over the years, and many of them have opted in for the emissary role, feeling that that so was a good maybe fit. Maybe you can ex- explain to, to, to our, our listeners here who won't necessarily know about uh, Lighthouse, I mean, who uh, or what Lighthouse was or is, and what is its relationship to the Augustine Institute? Sure, great question. So Lighthouse Catholic Media was founded in 2005, on August 15th and consecrated to Our Lady. And uh, one of our co-founders, Mark Mittendorf, just had this idea of what if we could put CDs in the back of a church to have people really start learning their faith. And um, in 2015 or before, 2014 maybe, we started collaborating with the Augustine Institute um, as they were developing um, Symbolon and these great studies so that became the collaboration, and then uh, in 2015, we officially had the Lighthouse Catholic Media team become part of the Augustine Institute. And so it's been just a great ride. I, I joined in 2006 as an independent contractor. Oh, wow. So wow. I've seen all these different uh, things as they've developed, and it's always just been this creative and what can we do to reach people? Well, many people will know, of course, about the work that Lighthouse Catholic Media have done um, because we are aware of the kiosk. Many of us will be members of parishes with the kiosk at the back of, uh, of churches. So that now, Lighthouse Catholic Media is part of the Augustine Institute and part of what we do. I'm sure many people will not know that. That's just one of the many things that the AI is doing. Um, but um, again, what role do you, uh, specifically as an individual, as the director of, of, of emissaries, um, and um, and you, the emissaries themselves have in promoting the kiosks. Yeah, so kiosk is one of the roles. We have a lot of just wonderful people at parishes who make sure the kiosk is full, that new CDs and books and booklets are being brought into it all the time, that help um, put it in the bulletin or ask their pastor to make an announcement about it, that, you know, share them, you know, hand-to-hand combat, so to speak, putting them in people's hands. And that's one of the roles as an emissary is to really evangelize with those tactile things that are in the narthex. Right. And so do you you happen to know how many parishes around the country have the kiosks in them? I I think about 5,000 or more. Oh, wow. Wow, I don't know the exact that's, number. That, that's, that's astonishing. I know that one of my roles here at the Augustine Institute is director of book publishing, and one of the things I oversee is the the release of new titles for the, for the kiosk. We're currently releasing, I think, six new titles a year. So I'd like to, th- on behalf of uh, my department at the Augustine <laughs> Institute, I'd like to thank you and your people for what you're doing to get those kiosk titles into the hands of ordinary people. Well, that's really a great point to bring up, Joseph, because when the kiosk started, we basically had CDs in it and some pamphlets. And we have a new kiosk structure, we call it a next generation kiosk, but the books are what is really taking off. And the shelving allows multiple books and the donation on the books is $5 US and people are just flocking to those books and booklets as you know as we see cds i'm really i'm really pleased and i would like to encourage our listeners to check those out because these are books that that, that were originally published of course and the and sold uh at conventional prices you know 15 20 dollars 
each. Yes. Uh, and you know, we bring the kiosk edition out and they're good quality. We're not cheating on paper quality or cardstock for the cover. Good quality, but being sold in through the kiosk at a really, you know, knockdown prices. So it's a great way for Catholics to get to know their faith through reading these great books at an affordable price. And I would even suggest that it's, well, you know, that uh, it's it makes it very convenient to buy gifts, right? That uh, they can they can afford to buy three or four and give them away at that price. And so many of our emissaries are doing that because the kiosk is really like a donation that you're putting in. And, and um, so they do. They'll take several books, read it themselves, uh, share them with others, make a little book club to discuss about it. And it's just a really great way to evangelize. Like I said, hand to hand, actually putting something in somebody's hand is very important. Now, you mentioned other aspects of, of outreach that the emissaries do um, uh, to help with the new evangelization in collaboration with materials being produced by the Augusta Institute. Can you give us some other examples? Sure. So another really important emissary role has to do with formed.org. Um, digital is here to stay. Formed is uh, not only a digital platform, it's now an app, it's now on Roku, it's on Firestick, it's, it's everywhere now. And so our emissaries who help work with Formed at their parish have a lot of different roles. First of all, just making it known, helping their fellow parishioners uh, log in, sign in and get on formed and get started, pointing them to good content that's applicable to maybe a ministry they're in or a situation that they're dealing with, and then uh, using formed in the parish to bring people together. Because formed is obviously a great tool. If you have it on your phone, you can sit at home all alone and, and read or listen or watch something. But what we're really seeing is formed, we're calling it formed interactive. When people are getting together and talking about things on formed, uh, just great connections. And our emissaries are a, a really important piece of that. Okay, um, and uh, you mentioned some of the some of the sacramental prep. I know that the Augustine she's been at the forefront of producing top quality materials written uh, by top class theologians and writers to help for with sacramental prep uh, in the parishes. What do the emissaries do to actually uh, make that available to the parishes around the country? This is probably one of the most exciting roles, and it's really one that's developing with emissaries because every parish has a way that they offer the sacraments. You know, they have an RCIA setup or how you bring your child to be baptized. They have all those kind of processes in place. But what the materials of the Augustine Institute combined with the emissaries at the parish can do is really augment what every parish already is doing. So the emissaries can be, you know, if, for instance, baptism, let's just take that. If there's a class at the parish on Saturdays. The emissaries can be someone who meets the parent beforehand and really is a welcoming presence. They can point to Reborn and help the parents get on form. Explain what Reborn is to our Reborn listeners. is a, a study, a video study, that goes through the sacrament of baptism. And it was created for new parents or old parents of children who are being baptized. And it walks you through not the mystery and meaning of baptism. And it's just done in such a 
our studio team is tremendous in the way they put these things together. Yeah, I should say that, you know, again, for those that don't know, one of the things that the Augustine Institute does and I think does very well is we have a top quality film department, film production department. So, you know, apart from the books that we produce and, the, of course, the graduate program in theology, you know, that we do actually produce these top quality video products and uh, of which several, as, as you rightly say, are connected to sacra sacramental prep. And, and, and uh, you know, I do advise people to check those out. Well, in this example, though, with the emissaries, it's such a critical role because we, we can tell people how to become Catholic, how to get baptized, how to get married. But if we don't have the people at the parish that are really accompanying them right. and welcoming them and, and pointing them to, you know, maybe something over and above what they're doing already at the parish, um, I think that's really where the strength and, and the skill of the emissary comes in. Yeah, I mean, I, I say I think the way that I see it, the way I understand it, and I'm certainly hope you're helping me to understand it much better, and I'm very grateful uh, to you for that, you know, is that uh, many parishes, God bless them and God help them, you know, are not producing uh, really good materials for this for, for the sacramental prep in their parishes. So we're really shortchanging uh, Catholic families and Catholic children and people preparing for marriage, etc. Um, and, and what I think the Augustine Institute does, first of all, because of its theologians and what have you and its writers, it can produce materials that are, well, I say, meat and gravy, meat and gravitas, right? Something that's got weight and mm. substance. Uh, but then what the emissaries do, they're the conduit, if you like, the channel by which this good, substantial material finds its way into the hands, first of all, of pastors at parishes, but also to actual individual Catholics undergoing sacramental prep. So it's, it, it seems to me that you're like an army. We are. We, you know, we really have kind of a military. We want to have that in our hearts, you know, that we are. This is a war. Yeah. We are at battle. We're under Our Lady's mantle. She's our general, and um, we're yeah. going forward in that way. I like Our Lady's Mantle, and of course we mustn't forget Our Lady uh, Our Lady of Victory. Yes. Uh, you know, the Battle of Lepanto, and uh, that, that became known as the Feast of the Our Lady of the Rosary, and the, and the whole concept of the church being the church militant. militant this is yes. a culture war. Milis is, is the Latin for soldier. So yes, you, know, you, you are really soldiers for Christ in the good sense of the word, that you're not killing people, you're actually bringing people to life. That's right. That's our goal and our hope. And, and just really winning souls, you know, just sharing the joy that we've all personally found and, and just trying to share that with others in whatever way God's asking us to do that. Well, is there anything else you'd like to say about, about the emissaries in general or your role uh, as, as a leader? Uh, <laughs> that's the right word. Obviously, the leader is always the servants in a Christian context. That's right. Servant leadership is really important. Um, I, I would just invite anyone who's in their parish and maybe feeling a little call to um, what can I do? Or I've had these ideas and I, you know, maybe someone at the pa parish in the past wasn't receptive to them. And just learn more. L follow us on augustininstitute.org slash emissary and um, learn a little bit more about it. And if you're feeling the call, let get in touch with us. We'd love to talk to you about what you could do and how we can train, inspire, encourage you. And one of the last things, Joseph, is we cover all of our emissaries with prayer support. We have 75 cloisters of nuns praying for our emissaries, and we also have um, them all enrolled in the Marian Father Spiritual Benefactor wow. Society. Mm -hmm. So based in prayer, going out, 
uh, that's the call of an emissary. Okay, well, Julie, thanks so much for joining me. This has been a joy and a delight. Perhaps before we do close, you could just give that contact details again slowly to our, to our listeners so that those that want to become emissaries and to find out more can contact you. Sure. So it's augustininstitute.org forward slash emissary, E-M-I-S-S-A-R-Y. Wonderful. Thank you. My guest today has been Julie Musselman, Director of Emissaries with the Augustine Institute. Um, I'm your host, Joseph Pierce. This has been another Faith and Culture podcast of the Augustine Institute. Please do join me next time. Until then, goodbye and God bless. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Faith and Culture with Joseph Pierce. Faith and Culture is a production of the Augustine Institute. For more information, please visit us at faithandculture.com.